Welcome to Her Fantasy Football, where the three of us sisters just love to talk some fantasy. Come check us out at HerFantasyFootball.com and on ESPNW. You can also chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook backslash HerFantasyFootball. Woohoo! Week 5, I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. Yay! So, hey. so week four was really bad for buys. Really week bad. Five Hate is it. delightful for buys. It's the Miami Dolphins and the Oakland Raiders, so it shouldn't affect very many people at all. <laughs> no? I was thinking that. I was like, why even mention the bye weeks this week? Barely need them around. Seriously. Yeah. But there's Mike Wallace, Lamar Miller. Yeah, yeah, Lamar Miller, but when I was doing my write-ups, I was like, you know, in case you're in a bi-week situation, then I was like, you're not in a bi-week you're situation. Not. You're, not. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. And if you are, <laughs> you don't listen to our show. So, no, it's no. Clearly. No. Completely no. past the moment. Well, we are going into week five, and so things are starting to get a little interesting on everybody's team. So we're not so concerned about buys, but we're concerned about health. We're concerned of potential. Um, so the trading negotiation is all starting to happen, people. You're starting to get crazy inboxes of, hey, I want this player. What can I get for him kind of thing. So we have a few do's and don'ts for trading, more or less. Brandon, what's your first to do in trading? Well, my first do is do look at your team now. Evaluate. Where are you strong? Where are you weak? Who are you excited about? Who are you a little less excited about? And, and take a good, hard look. For instance, I'm on a team where I have a million running backs that are amazing. I have a pretty good wide receiver core, but I have two meh quarterbacks. So I'm thinking about trading for a quarterback because I can give up a lot of other things. So, and I can't win a matchup if my quarterback is getting me four points. I'm talking to you, Tom Brady <laughs> and Kirk Cousins. It got crazy. So, uh, yeah, so you want to look, look at those uh, items, and that's what you should trade for. Ashley, what, what do you, do you trade? Do you like to trade? Are you into it? Do you avoid it? I don't trade often. Um, I can remember a very good trade you had last year. I did. I traded with your husband, and yes. I got no, no Sean Marino, I think, for Jordy Nelson is what I gave up, I want to say. I want to say you got a quarterback, too. Yeah. I I loved That was a good trade. I struggled with that one because Jordy was really good. And And I was weak weak in my running backs. So, to me, it was worth it because I had enough decent receivers. But I don't think you should always be tempted to do the trade. I think a lot of times you see these trades and you're like, oh, yeah, he he was pretty good. Um, But also look as to why this person is willing to give this person up. Um, yeah. Research, research, research. Don't just accept because you're weak in an area and you're like, oh, I need a running back. Well, there's yeah. a reason why he doesn't want that running back anymore. I will say your favorite people should be the ones that ask you for a trade for somebody that had like one big week. Because there are people that like that. They're like, oh, I want that guy. He had a really big week. And that's a fantastic opportunity to take advantage of the person that you're playing against. You're Absolutely. Like, sure. Yeah, I'll give that guy up. 
Which is what it's all about. Which is yeah. what it's about. Taking advantage of the people that uh, That's are not as smart as you. About. On your yeah. fantasy leagues. Absolutely. Uh, or find teams that need what you have to give and have what you want. And then offer them a legitimate trade. Sure. You know, like the trade that I did at the beginning of the season where I said, I'm going to give you Pierre Garçon, you give me CJ Spiller. That's a totally fair trade. He needed wide receivers. I needed a running back. I was desperate. And he, need, he wasn't quite as desperate as I was, but he still took it. So that was nice. So, you know, I just think that you can also just be really legit. I am looking for this. There's no reason to hide it. Everyone can see your roster. You know, it's not like hiding cards because you're playing Uno. And that's a good it's, point, uh, Brandon. I think that's a perfect trade that you made, Pierre Garçon and CJ Spiller. One of our big don'ts is don't trade for equal value for same position. That's just so silly. You know, I, I think Julio Jones and, and Des Bryant, that is a ridiculous yeah. trade. Don't do that, yeah. okay? I mean, it's just, it's silly. We're not, you know... That's just a waste. It's not helping anybody, and now you're just, like, silly. The only reason I could see that being okay is if you're in a bi-week trouble. Or maybe you didn't look at your bi-weeks. But even then... Yeah. Um, also, don't get thrown by these people. Sometimes people are bad at fantasy football. Okay? Like, they, they may be offering you someone they shouldn't, and there's nothing wrong with them. You know, I mean, there are crazy trades out there. There was this one guy who was like, someone wants, I think it was Bush and Gates, and they were going to give him Ball or... um, I think it was Ball and Pierre. Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be Monty Ball and Pierre Garçon for Reggie Bush and Antonio Gates. And people were like, really? You take that trade. Yeah, yeah. That, Why? Because we pray on the week. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Mm-hmm. This is a predatory sport. This is not so a gentleman's game, people. It's not no. a gentleman's game. No, 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 no. And there are those people that will purposely throw offensive offers at you thinking that you're stupid and will take it. That happens too, yeah. Research, mm-hmm. research, research. Mm-hmm. Know what you're going to Also, uh, my commissioner in one of my leagues... Uh, so, so Yahoo did something funky with Travis Kelsey's uh, scoring, and one of the guys that in the league was like, hey, what happened to all my tra- Travis Kelsey points? I should have won last week. And anyway, Yahoo corrected it, and then he won, uh, which is a bummer for the person who thought they won. Um, but uh, the commissioner came out and was like, okay, yeah, it looks like uh, Yahoo t- took care of it. And in the meantime, who's Travis Kelsey? I'm like, hey, Commissioner, you haven't heard of this guy? Because he's kind of everywhere in the fantasy football world. What do you mean you don't know who Travis... So, anyway, there are people that just are comatose or they're busy or whatever, you know, and that's fine. And maybe they don't know that they should have Travis Kelsey. (laughs) And you can have him. I will say, too, this is a good time to do trades because the closer you get to playoffs, the more likely you've got somebody in your your league that will veto the trade, right? Because a lot of times with trades... In most leagues, you have to have mm-hmm. approval. People can say, absolutely not, yeah. we're going to do this. Especially towards the end, people will somehow convince someone to give them their best players so they can help win. And so you can veto trades. So this is a time where nobody really vetoes anything. And check your uh, trade deadline. They're all different. Different, different, Usually different. it's at the beginning of November. Yeah. Know the rules. And by the way, there's still people you can pick up. Totally. So... 
Absolutely. That. You don't be trading for Larry Fitzgerald. Don't do it. Go on your waiver <laughs> wire and pick somebody up. Okay? Details. Yeah. Details. Yeah. I did want to mention real fast, since the Oakland Raiders are on by, that they got rid of their coach on Monday, Tuesday. I know. Dennis Allen, I'm sad about oh, that. It, it made was, me sad, too. Just, it There's something seems, creepy about it. It's the Raiders. It's, I know. They called him up. I, you know, what is that? Um, but it's something about the Raiders. It's like week four is when they fire all of their coaches. So, I, you know, I'm sure you saw it coming. It doesn't seem like they uh, have much restraint there in Oakland to keep their opinions to themselves. So, um, but it's just sad and, you know, good luck, Oakland. But the poor guy was dealing with a rookie quarterback, then an injured rookie quarterback. I mean, it's like, you know, come on, throw the guy a bone here. And they've spent so much money on quarterbacks that there's no money for anybody else on the team. You know, I don't even know how much money they spent on shop. Who didn't even make the trip to England? You know, it's just like, it, it's... Why didn't he go to England? I never understood that. You think He's still the backup, I right? I think it's because he's so bad. How can he be that bad? I think he's that bad. <sighs> I should not partake in the match shop conversation. Nobody wants to take in the Matt Schaub I'll have, conversation. I'll have nothing nice to no. say. This, but. Is, this is not about Matt Schaub. This is about how the Oakland Raiders just stink overall. Um, you know, it reminds me a lot of the Browns, though, right? It's like you can't just keep shuffling uh, in new head coaches and expect things yeah. to change. Like, coaches need time mm-hmm. to not only figure out the players they have, but then draft players for the system that they want to run. And if you keep swapping in coaches, you're never going to get a good product, ever. And what about the GM? Why not fire him? Yeah, why is he there? Why is he there? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's just, it's a weird situation. It stinks. Um, Well, the GM's the one who decided to fire him. Of course. Deflect. Deflect, absolutely. Deflect, deflect. You smelt it, you dealt it. That's right. That's Mm. right, Ashley. Yeah. Uh, But anyways, I just wanted to, to bring that up real quick. Just a quickie. Just a quickie. Um, so trains, do your trains. Uh, don't worry about buys. It's Raiders and Dolphins. So let's just get into the fun of week five. Let's do it. It was a good week last week. It was, it was an interesting first, week. It was the, I think it was the first good week of football. Well, unless you're covering my teams. Yeah, it was great. No. <laughs> I mean, in general. I mean, I lost in our family league for the first time. But I still, all my players still did okay. Like, I just, you know, I'm okay yeah. with it. I'm, I'm taking the loss with stride. There I'm a go. points queen this year. I actually feel great in all my leagues because my points are all decent. Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm first or second place in three out of nine. No, four out of nine. That's great. Four out of nine, I'm first or second place. But the ones where I'm like, eh, I'm, I have good points. So I'm like, yeah, it's coming around. But, you know, when you got the Aaron Rodgers, Jamal Charles thing, they're finally coming, too, and you're like, yes. Yeah. LaShawn McCoy hasn't quite caught on to the coming two point yet. Right? Yeah. Neither has Cordero Patterson. I hate Mm -hmm. you. Let's get into it. Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. Both two and two. A lot of two and two teams this year, people. 
A lot of mediocre. A lot of mediocre. A lot of me- I was on. just gonna say everyone's mediocre. <laughs> yeah, Mediocrity all over the place. Mediocrity all over. All over. I'll tell you, the Vikings will be running come this Thursday. It's very exciting. It's, I mean, they don't have much else to do now. Um, so I would play almost any running back that's coming out of that backfield this week against Green Bay's weak line. I mean, the Packers give up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. And Asiata is no joke. Hey, yeah. He's in the top ten scoring running backs right now. Amazing. Well, they love giving him the ball yeah. in the red zone, so sign me up. I'm okay. I don't need 100 yards if you're going to get three touchdowns. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, no I completely deal. agree with you. Yeah. And I actually don't even need you to be talented either. No, absolutely not. All these other podcasts are talking about his talent level. I'm like, I don't care. No, it's opportunity no. with this guy. You can mark Ingram me anytime if that's what it is. If you're just the touchdown stealer away, thank you. Take it. I'll take it. Um, with that said, McKinnon is the one getting all the yards. Now, he's very speedy. He makes moves. It's great. He just isn't a very good uh, player yet overall for Minnesota, so they're not going to start him over Asiata. So we've got Asiata as your number one, and McKinnon's actually not a bad flex play. If, if, you, need, if you need a guy or you want to try something new this week, um, I would go there because, again, Green Bay is so bad. Um, Greg, Greg Jennings, I have under gut calls. Um, you know, Greg Jennings is not a player that's going to get you 25 points in a week, you know, one week. It's just, it's not, it's not who he is, but he is the guy that's going to give you seven points every week. And if that's a good enough player for your wide receiver three flex spot, then you're going to play him. Why? Why not? You know, and if he gets a touchdown on top of those 70 yards, he gets every week. Game on. Game on. Take it. So, I like him in gut calls. Uh, Who I have on my bench, because that was fast, is Cordero Patterson. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's over. I stood up for you last week. You know, like, I pretended like you were a good guy. Um, I went out on a limb. I went out on a limb. I was bashing him, and you stood up for him. I did. I did, Ashley. But two receptions for 38 yards? Can't do it. Can't do it. I just can't anymore. It's over. It's, it was the same yeah. thing last year. Everyone, He's one of those guys that everyone seems to love with, for no real good reason. Yeah. It was the first couple years like that for Des Bryant, too. Remember? Everyone was like, he looks so good in his uniform. So buff, he's so tall, he's so amazing. And I was like, like, yeah, but he's not catching any balls. Yeah. Right. But then he got amazing. I think he will be amazing. I don't, I, the talent is not a question. It's just, right. does he have the opportunity? Once again, Matt Alziata may not have the talent, not have the talent that Cordell Patterson has, but he has the opportunity. And in fantasy football, I need to win today. Yeah. I don't need to win three years from now, unless you're in Dynasty. Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, the Vikings just want a W, and I get that. But I want a W. So, therefore, Patterson's on my bench. I'm not right. dropping him. I'm not saying goodbye. No. I'm just saying you need to prove yourself. And with Teddy Bridgewater and all that business going on, he hurt his ankle. He's still playing because I don't want to play Ponder. Um, I don't know what the chemistry is going to be like. I don't know how it's going to all unfold. And until I find that out, he's going to be on my bench. So... That's where I am with the Vikings. Oh, yeah, Green Bay. Is that what we're going to talk about? Yeah, we're talking about Green Bay. (laughs) Sorry, I was sitting on my poor Ponder comment. I was like, oh, sadness. Mm. Um, Green Bay. All right. So 
The Vikings are in the like middle of the road for allowing fantasy points at pretty much every position, so we're going to ignore them as a matchup because um, middle means anything goes as far as yeah. I'm concerned. So what we can do is obviously play Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we got our guy back last week, you guys. So I know. Time. It was really nice. Yeah. He told everyone to chill out. I, I did like that, yeah. <laughs> And uh, and then afterwards at his little press conference, he is so sassy in his press conferences. Love that you guys doubted me. He just, I was like, I Aaron Rodgers, you really shouldn't care what other people think at this point. Did you see the guy who did the double check move last week and then like pulled his groin doing it after he made a play on Rodgers? Yes, and then he got it for the season. It's sad. <laughs> but that's what you get, right? <laughs> Don't mock the double check. Hilarious. So funny. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, so, any injury is sad, but. Absolutely. Very sad. Not sad as four touchdowns. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of that, Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb also back, both catching at least nine passes and going for over 100 yards and two touchdowns, each of them. Deuce. Not one. Yeah. Both. Um, the fact that Green Bay can support that kind of production is just crazy. Um, Eddie Lacy. I just wrote underneath him, trade bait, trade bait. <laughs> sure that. Uh, so anyway, him? he only rushed for 48 yards on 17 touches, which is 2.8 yards per carry. Um, and he only caught one pass for 11 yards. So he's not even a PPR play. But he did get into the end zone. Yeah. So the final points were good. So if someone's trying to trade for him and you're not feeling like this is coming around the way you wanted... I wouldn't be against it. I was against it last week. This week, I'm neutral. neutral. <laughs> Upgrade <that>? to neutral. <laughs> yeah, it's been upgraded. Devontae Adams is under gut calls just because Jarrett Boykin is out again. Now, last week, he only caught two passes for 18 yards, but he did have a 34-yard touchdown taken away due to a penalty. So he could have something going on because they're playing at home, and they're still, I think, in a sassy mode from people doubting them. Uh, Anyway, so we'll see. if the, It's a desperate play. But if you're desperate, you only know how desperate you are. Uh, ben Chalmers, you know, no one else is even scoring five fantasy points on this team per game. So if you're not starting them, you're not thinking about them. And that includes the tight end positions. They're, like, borderline non-existent. So, um, so there you have it. Bam. Bam. Right. Chicago Bears, two and two. At the Carolina Panthers, two and two. A lot of mediocrity. So it could be interesting. Mediocrity. Now, speaking of uh, mediocrity, Carolina defense, wow. They ended up not being as good as we thought they'd be. Imploding. No. Completely. Well, wow. What's going on there? When you take away wow. the man who likes to beat women, um, it does affect yeah. your defense. So I understand now why Rivera was so opposed to losing Greg Hardy, you selfish yeah. bastard. Because, yeah, no, they're bad. We'll get to that. Well, the Bears D was horrendous last week, too. It's just, it was just a good week, and it was just ugly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but, you know, you go up against uh, the Packers. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's tough. They're still better than you think they are, yeah, but I the agree. Packers are tough. So um, play them if you got them. Once again, everyone. 
So Carolina's defense, as I said, kind of nosedived into the meh territory. That's kind of where they're living right now. So Jay Cutler, he fell apart in the second half, but the points were there. 256 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. That's fine. He even carried the ball three times for 29 yards. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 10 yards per carry. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Got his little uh, feces so, moving. Yeah. Uh, smoking Jay Cutler, smoking from the shoes, burning <laughs> rubber. Not sure I'd go that far. <laughs> That's a little bit of a stretch, but you know, there Did you, you go. burning lumber, rubber, rubber. rubber. Oh, I think he said lumber. I was like, interesting. Yeah, okay. he set a fire. No, um, <laughs> Matt Forte. So I was freaking out uh, during Twitter uh, time. I call I call Sundays Twitter time. That's all they are now. Uh, what does this guy need to do to get a touchdown? Why won't they let him score a touchdown? There's something wrong, you guys. Seriously. There's something wrong. Seriously. They're punishing him for something. I don't know. Well, they just, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, 23 carries, 122 yards. He caught five of his six targets for another 49 yards. The talent is there, you guys. And the points were there this week. But he has to get into the end zone or I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, last night or uh, last week was his first hundred yard rushing game, but I'm expecting more. He had a tough start, but we're good. Martellus Bennett. I don't know why people are refusing to accept the fact that he's the number one tight end in football right now, but he is. Uh, he's a top ten guy the rest of the way. He has four touchdowns on the season. I don't even know what else to say about this guy. He's averaging four, 74 yards and a touchdown per game. Well, especially with Brandon Marshall not being a hundred percent yet. It's like Cutler's go-to in the end zone. If it's not Marshall, yeah. it's Bennett. Which, by the way, I'm just going to say, Brandon Marshall, check your injury report. I'm not feeling febu about him this week. Trustman finally said maybe we'll sit him out just so that he starts to feel better. And I kind of think that would be better for the long-run production for his fantasy numbers. He's still getting in the end zone, so he's going to get you numbers. But I kind of want him to sit, actually, because he's not okay. But they may play him anyway. What can I do? Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, he's only scored one touchdown this year, but he's looking healthier. He's fine. And uh, the Chicago defense, they were terrible against the Packers, but the two weeks before that, they were double-digit fantasy points, and the Panthers are not good. So if Cam Newton's still hurting, might be a sneaky play if you're one of the people that streams defenses. And uh, so they're kind of my only gut call. And then bench warmers, none. Guys, even when they stink, like last week, they still had fantasy points coming out the wazoo. Meh. Meh. Do it. Meh. Meh. Uh, that's just like Calvin Benjamin. It doesn't matter if Cam's the quarterback or not. Calvin Benjamin's going to get you the fantasy points that we all need. I agree. So we're going to start him. great. God, he looks great, doesn't he? He just... Yep. Mm, love him. Just He's love the new him. AJ Green, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. He's kind of got that vibe. He's got that, he's got that thing about him. I agree. Um, and, you know, that's the only must-start this week. Um, Cam Newton, we said it, injuries, injuries. That is the story of Cam Newton this year. It stinks. He has an injured ankle that prevents him from being explosive and being that Cam Newton that we drafted. Um, yeah. So that stinks. Then he's got these rib injuries that is, you know, that's sore. I can only imagine how it is to mm. throw when you have ribs like that and you're twisting can't stay upright anyways so it's just it's not fun the only reason why i have him in gut calls is because you know he's going up against chicago who gives up the eighth most fantasy points to quarterbacks but i mean i wouldn't play him i don't own him but if i owned him i wouldn't play him 
And then Greg Olson, I usually have him in my starts, and I still love Greg Olson, don't get me wrong, but Chicago's pretty good against tight ends. And he didn't, he didn't have the best game against Baltimore last week. So, I mean, I'm still playing him in my leagues that I own him, but I can understand yeah. if you want to try to find a better matchup. I get it. Totally get it. And you're right, Brandon. Matt Benchwarmers, Carolina's defense. What is going on? In the last two weeks, Ooh. Carolina's defense had zero points and negative four points. This week, they're going up against Cutler and Marshall and Alshon and Bennett and Forte. It's not going to be a good one. It's not. They're so just I, hoping for a game against the Patriots soon. Seriously. Ser- who isn't? <laughs> who isn't? <laughs> That's what you need for a good I had to get at least one like Patriots licking their fingers. Can't yep. wait for their feast. Um, uh. But and I also I have Jonathan Stewart on on the bench as well. I told you guys last week, do not play D'Angelo Williams. They're putting him in because they need a running back. What happened? He got injured. He got you three points. Yep. That's not going to cut it. Wish you would have listened to me, my husband, but you didn't. He still kicked my butt, anyways. But still. Um, Doesn't that drive you crazy? Carson does that every week. He does something that I say, don't do this. And then he does it anyway. And then he complains all Sunday about it. Right. And I'm like, hi, I researched this for a living. Would you like to chat? (laughs) Yep. What are you talking about? But I tell you, don't do it. Don't do it. Well, and I I just. And that's the same thing that's going to be with Jonathan Stewart this week, you guys. He's not ready to come back, but they have no running back, so he's going to play. He's not going to make it through the whole game, and if he does, he's not going to be used that much because he's still injured. And he has multiple seasons of historically not doing well. Well, so, I mean, it's going to be a rough game. And I almost don't like Chicago's players because I'm afraid that they're going to get up and they're not going to throw the ball to Jeffries as much, and Cutler's not going to have as many fantasy points just because Carolina is really beat up right now. Like, they are sore in a lot of different spots. So that's, you know, that's the only thing that scares me about um, the the Chicago players, but everything scares me about the Carolina players, except Mr. Kelvin Benjamin. Love you. Catch up anything. Oh my God. Is he on every highlight reel every week? It's amazing. I swear, every time they're like the top 10 plays of the week, there's a Kelvin Benjamin something. Yeah, he's, he's great. It's weird. I'm, I'm into it. He's really working for that rookie of the year. We got the Cleveland Browns yep. 1 and 2, a Tennessee Titans 1 and 3. Well, the Browns were on by last week. So for one week, we didn't hear about Johnny Football. And so I'm not nice, going to talk about it? him either because I refuse. Uh, Yeah, it was really nice. Um, Tennessee is interesting because they give up a lot of fantasy points to running backs and not to wide receivers. And they're kind of mediocre with the quarterbacks and the tight ends. So um, so let me say this. There are no must-starts on the Browns, but there are a lot of maybes. And starting with that maybe is the disaster zone that I call the Cleveland Browns backfield. Yeah. So Ben Tate is going to be the starter if he can play, but he's still on a bike right now, so there's no guarantee that that's necessarily going to happen. You have to check your injury reports. However, Isaiah Crowell is probably still going to be involved in the game. So if I had to pick people to start, it would go Tate, then Crowell, and then um, West. So um, 
Cleveland's probably going to go back to the Tate as a workhorse philosophy if he can get out there, but they might start him off easy. So I'm still starting Isaiah Crowell in some leagues where I need, like, a lot of flex players. So um, I wouldn't be against that. I think it's Crowell. I don't know. You call him Crowell? Crowell. All I know is Isaiah is awesome. That's a great name. <laughs> yeah. Isaiah is, it's it's a, is a fantastic name. It's a biblical name, isn't it? It's fantastic. And the Titans give up the ninth most fa- uh, fantasy points to running backs. So whoever it is is going to get points. So just watch the injury report. Andrew Hawkins, you know, we've been talking about him and all of his unbelievable targets. Uh, he caught eight of his uh, ten targets week one for 87 yards, six of 12 in week two. Um, 7 of 10 in week 3. The guy is a PPR monster. So if he is available, pick him up. If you have a motor team, play him. And some people think that Jordan Cameron is going to cut into his production. I don't know, you guys. Until I see a healthy Jordan Cameron cutting into anyone's production, I'm not buying it. Miles Austin, back-to-back touchdowns. My husband picked up both Miles Austin and Andrew Hawkins. He does extremes. He either doesn't listen at all or he listens too much. I'm like, you have two Cleveland Brown wide receivers on one team. Overkill. I don't know if I encouraged that. I said they were both good, but I didn't say pick them both up. So uh, anyway, it's very fun to, uh, to do this in your time. It's just bizarre. Um, also, I'm putting Brian Hoyer on the gut calls list. Okay. You heard me. Okay, something to I'm think not about. I'm going to argue, yeah. He plays the Titans this week, then Pittsburgh, then he's at Jacksonville, then Oakland, then Tampa Bay, and then he's at Cincinnati in week 10. So up until week 10, you can play him. Good matchups. Yeah, that's great. So I'm just saying if you're in a kind of weird quarterback situation or, you know, you're kind of like, what's happening here? Um, he's not bad. In week three, he passed for 290 yards and one touchdown. He's yet to turn over the ball. Knock on wood. Okay. And uh, his schedule's opened up. Bench warmers, Jordan Cameron. Speaking of the devil, I'm sorry, but... Done. In week two, he came back. He was only caught one pass for 23 yards. He says he wants to contribute. Awesome. (laughs) Me too. Until then, (laughs) you're on my bench. (laughs) Sucker. To the Titans we go. Yes, please. Not a if whole we must. Yeah, not a whole lot here either. Other than Delaney Walker. Yeah. Yeah, so Walker is really the only viable player of the Tennessee Titans that you would play, to be honest with you. He was the fourth highest scoring tight end last week, uh, scoring 14 points off 84 yeah. yards and a touchdown. Um, and he seemingly is actually quarterback proof, right? So it doesn't really matter what yeah. the quarterback situation is. He's still scoring. So I like him. And the Browns have a hard time defending tight ends, so I feel pretty good about Walker this week, even though he is listed as questionable, but I think it's fine. Gut calls, Bishop Seiki. Yes, I have been gut calls. I know it's as shocking as he's one of the players I like to hate on, but he scored 11 Coming points last around. week. Yeah, which yeah. almost doubles from the week prior to that. Coach Wisenhunt, who I adore, um, has purposely been holding him out because he really wanted to see his footwork improve. He wanted to see some... Um, getting through the holes a little bit better, a little bit more bursts, and he's liking what he's seeing. So, therefore, he's going to give him some increased touches, and so the production is going to go up. He only had 34 yards off six attempts, which I don't love, but he did have a touchdown. So, if he gets the goal line nod, you'll be fine. If he doesn't, he's going to be bumped back down to the bench status. 
My bench. It also if he fumbles the ball like he did yeah. all preseason. Yep. Big fumbler in preseason. So keep your eyes on him. I mean, he's, to me, I don't listen to gut call section because we do have, there's lots of injuries and whatnot. Um, I agree. But I have I, him on my team still. He's uh, he's a low-end gut call. We'll put it that way. A real low-end gut call. Bench. Straight up on the bench is Jake Locker. Aww. He's listed as probable, you know, but that doesn't mean you should actually play him. So Wizen Hunt actually said that he wants to see how his wrist holds up in practice on Thursday before he will say that he's playing for sure. Locker yeah, says he feels fine. I'm not sure how fine he actually is. Either way, you've got a better option. You shouldn't consider Locker. Justin Hunter and Kendall Wright, what a nightmare. I mean, come on. Hunter had one catch for 12 yards last week, and Wright only had 55 yards on five catches, and he lost a fumble. It is not pretty with either one of these guys. These guys are dependent upon the quarterback, and Jake Locker's not getting to them anyway, so it's just bad. Just don't even go near them, period. Done. I hate to get bad, back into more bad news, but we got the St. Louis Rams one and two against the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles three and one. Yeah. I like Zach Stacy though. He's my play if you got yep. him. So before the bye week, Stacy actually had scored back to back double digit points games. So, and the Eagles allow the 10th most points to opposing running backs. And let's be honest, with a certain running back situation we've had with, say, like LaShawn McCoy and whatnot, Zach Stacy's a really good option for you. Yeah, really good option. So yeah, he's the number one guy. Yeah, number and, one. and at minimum, think of him in your flex, right? But if you do, if you are a shady owner, I know I am. I'm like, I need a different running back until he proves to me that he can score more than five points in a game. This is a problem. So crazy. <laughs> it's not. It's like, I, it's so I get exciting. angry thinking about it. We'll get to that in a minute. Sorry. But Brian Quick is another one that I really like a lot. Quick, get up. Yep, yep. He's he's like one of those quiet receivers that you don't realize how productive he actually is. Right. I mean, he's not like a top ten wide receiver, but he's a really good wide receiver three, possibly wide receiver two, depending on the size of your league. Um, he had nine points, seven points, and twelve points. He was on a bye last week. The points are going up. He's getting more touches. I like him a lot. Um, and the good news is that they were because of the bye week, he might be able to create a bit more chemistry. And the Eagles give up the fourth most points to wide receivers. So I think this could be a really good week for Quick. It's a money week for Quick. Yeah. Pick him yeah. up. He's not even owning all the leagues. Pick him up. Play yeah. him. This is it. I've got no yeah. cut calls. You either play them or not. He and Andrew Hawkins are like PPR monsters together. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they hang out on the weekend and they just like talk about how awesome How many balls did you catch? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I like Quick. I like him. Who I don't like is Jared Cook. He hasn't been bad, right? Ten. <laughs> nice, Brandon. Ten. <laughs> Ten That's my guy voice. That's a Ten. good guy voice. We all have low voices anyway. Do you even it's need so to do good. it? It's so good. A low voice? Sorry. I love it. Sorry. <laughs> Ten. Well, you know who's not catching turn passes is Jared Cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not. Mm-mm. No. He scored five points, four points, and seven Mm-mm. points. That's okay. It's not awful in tight end land. Yeah, um, I was like, that's actually making yeah. me like him. But there are other tight ends that have more upside. Let's be honest. Like the Larry Donnells of are the there? world. Yeah, I think Good so. Good matchups this week. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So okay. I'm, still, I'm still benching the Cookster. 
on the bench stall. Gotta prove it to me, buddy. I've never even thought about him. But I'm glad you brought him up. Yeah. Yeah. When he when this he starts getting fun. ten catches, <laughs> we'll think about it. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, Eagles. speaking of ten catches, play him if you got him. The only one, in my opinion, is Jeremy Macklin. Macklin. In a yeah. terrible week, where literally the highest scoring player on the team was Darren Sproles with six point six points in standard <laughs> scoring. <laughs> For the whole team. So Jeremy bad. Macklin still caught four passes for 57 yards. Yep. That's insane. That's insanely good if you saw the game. Yeah. I will say the it Eagles made, are a prime example of why offensive line matters. Doug yeah. and the Patriots. Hello. Oh, my Hello. gosh. This is why these guys are trying to get paid a lot more money. Because if you don't have a good offensive line, it's all, it's all in the crapper. Well, they're they're in they're in a hard way. They're in a hard way, but um, yeah. So supposedly Macklin was targeted fifteen times, but I think they're using the word target loosely, because there were throws <laughs> that went like, sort of near him near or sort over him. Or, you know. I don't even know how they established some of the targets because the entire game Nick Foles was hurried. He was he if he was not hit, he was almost hit on almost every single snap. I'm afraid that he might not make it through the season. You heard it here first. The only other person you should play is Cody Parker, his their kicker. Last week was heinous. <laughs> I was like, who's Parker? But, yeah, but the the he's scored at least 12 points every other week than last week. Yeah. So I think that they'll have a bounce back this week because they are getting one of their linemen back. One. Who's coming back from a four-game suspension for PED usage. He says he used a medication that he didn't know was on the list, mm-hmm. but he won't talk about what it was. Because I was like, Carson, <laughs> is that the guy who used the fertility medication? <laughs> he looked it up, and he's like, nope, doesn't no. look like it, because he's not talking. I was like, all right. So, um... What? You're not allowed to use meth? Are you sure? Are you sure? It wasn't. I'm not saying that's what it was, but I just say, yeah. come on. I don't know what medication it was. That's all I'm going to say. Um, either way. So, Nick Foles. As I said, I don't know, you guys. Between Nick Foles and Tom Brady, I think they broke fantasy football. Like, my computer started smoking. Yeah, it was yeah. a terrible experience yeah. for all that was had. He threw a whopping 195 yards with two interceptions. No touchdowns. Nothing positive. Don't worry. Um, and I don't love this matchup because the Rams have a really good defensive line. Yeah. And the Eagles have a bad offensive line. Their so front I'm in just, particular, which is going to be rough for their offense line. Absolutely. So my whole goal for this game is that Nick Foles exits without a major injury. And that's not funny at all. Like, I'm literally concerned for his health. Yeah. So there you go. And I was actually surprised he wasn't on the injury report this week. I know. That's how bad he got beat up last week. I was really shocked. I thought he'd at least have, like, a rib or something. But, no, he's, he's, he's tough. He's tough as nails, you guys. I will say that the about The Saints him. threw some hits to him the week before, too. You know? Everyone's yeah. throwing hits to him. Yeah. I could probably throw a hit from him from my living room. <laughs> he's like a skinnier, blonder version of Ben Roethlisberger. He just take, could take a beating. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was so painful. So, speaking of painful, LaShawn McCoy and Darren Sproles. So Chip Kelly was asked, like, why he didn't run more on third and fourth down. And he, he just straight up said, because our line can't get any movement. There was no way to get the, the ball. They couldn't run it. So uh, um, 
I don't think that's good. <laughs> there you go. Uh, once again, Lane Johnson comes back, but I, I, this is going to be tough. So Zach Ertz, two bad games in a row. Uh, fumbled the ball, boo, and then bench warm. So he's on gut calls, really, because you just may have to play him. But really, he should be on the bench, along with Riley Cooper and Jordan Matthews. I'm not playing anyone this week, really, from the Eagles, if I don't have to. Other than Jeremy Macklin, because he will, yeah. he will get at least Which four Which stinks, because there's such a powerhouse offense. You know, it's really unfortunate yeah. that they have such a bad line. You know? It's, it's literally the line. It's, it's 100% the it's line. It's so clear. It's yeah. <laughs> embarrassing. And Chip Kelly said as much. He's like, I don't know what else to do. Like, what uh, can you I think do? they will improve. Yeah. I think they will improve this week, but, but not by much. Because the Rams, as I said, their defensive line's really good. good. Robert Quinn's going to have his day with them. Atlanta Falcons, 2-2 two and two at the New York Giants. 2-2. Two and two. Which is shocking. Yeah. shocking. Larry Donnell. This is crazy. <laughs> we'll get there. It's yeah. Atlanta first. We can talk about the Falcons first. Let's talk about some Roddy. Yeah. Roddy, 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 what? Roddy. Yeah. Uh, I'm putting the play if you got him section because he was able to play a whole game, even with his kind of touchy hamstring. So that's encouraging yeah. and a good sign for this game because he is still listed um, as, you know, an injured player. But I think it's a good sign that he's able to play a whole game. Uh, he was targeted 14 times. He only caught four passes, which is a little concerning. But there for 73 yards, and he had a touchdown. And, and Roddy's the kind of player, kind of like Anquan Bolden, this, like, old-school football player that you just can't count out. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So that's Roddy. My gut calls is Julio Jones. And let's be honest, you're going to be playing Julio Jones if he does play in this week's game. But right now he is listed as questionable, and he was limited in practice on Wednesday. Not great. Again, we never quite know what that limited Wednesday really means. So you're really going to want to see if he's right. playing Thursday. Um, but let's be clear. The only reason he's questionable, I mean, only reason he's in the gut call is because of his questionable status. Because he was still able to get eight points off 82 yards. So he had much more yardage than Roddy. Roddy was targeted twice as much as Julio, but Julio was much more effective with what he had. So that should make you feel pretty confident about him. While hurt. While hurt, right? Uh, my other gut call is – he's very handsome. Oh, um, so handsome. Those cheekbones. Uh, Devin Hester, he made quite a splash the past few weeks. Uh, yeah, he's he been a, pr- a pretty nice little bright light for the Falcons. So Hester had yeah. 70 yards and a touchdown last week, scoring you 13 points, which is great. He had 16 points the week before that. Uh, but Harry Douglas is likely to return. Harry Douglas is the wide receiver three. That will bump Hester down the wide receiver four position, which is going to give him far less touches. So keep that in mind. But do keep in mind, look at your settings. Because if you do have a league where, I know I have one league, where the receiver gets the points for the touchdowns, not just the defense, then Hester is somebody worth keeping on your roster. Even though he's down to wide receiver four status, he's all of a sudden worth keeping for that. So look at that. Anton Smith is also in my calls. I love him. I am so baffled by the Falcons as to why they have not made Anton Smith their running back. I don't I, I do agree. not understand. I it. don't understand what he has to do. What is I he don't get it do? either. Because he scored oh 11 points in week 1, 1 oh point in week 2, 9 points in week 3 and 12 in week 4. And this is all very limited touches. The guy averages over 10 yards a carry and historically after 3 years he averages over 16 yards a carry. What more does this guy need to do to be the starting running back? Because my bench is Steven Jackson. 
because Steven Jackson only scores you on average five points. He had one week where he scored you 11 <laughs> points, but that's the outlier, people. This is not the norm. He will score you five points every week. And if you're okay with that, that's fine. Okay. But there's a different guy on that team who scores double the points with less touches. And he should be the starting running back. I will get off my soapbox. I don't understand it, Falcons. Pull it I'm together. I'm so glad you brought this up. I've been thinking about this all week. Like, it literally is plaguing me at night. I don't understand it. Imagine if they actually gave, <laughs> imagine if they gave him the workload that they should. The right? Atlanta imagine how productive he could be. Is keeping you up at night? I like that. And I don't even cover them, but I literally, I, like I picked up Anton Smith in a league just to, like, protest. Oh, my God. Julio I was Jones like, I'm going is to keeping ha- me up at night. Well, I picked him up in my best ball league. so much the backfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I picked, picked up Anton Smith in sure. that crazy 2014 SFB league yeah. where there's no one available. And I picked up Anton Smith and I was like, this is the greatest pickup of my life. Because he should be the starter. And I don't understand why people want to have four running backs. That means you have no running backs. Right. I don't, I don't understand that logic. Well, let's get into a running 110%. back who tends to never disappoint except last week. It's not going to happen again this week. People, Rashad Jennings. Stop asking me, should yep. I play him? Stop. Stop that. Okay? The Giants had, like, a freak moment where they got ahead really early, and they didn't need Jennings. It's not going to happen. It's not It's not going to happen every week, you guys. We're, we're playing Jennings. It was a weird Jennings. game. It was a weird, weird game. game. You know, I dare to say this, this game on both sides might be a bit of a fantasy orgy. So grab your Costco paper towels. Because these defenses are not bad. They're actually good. But their offenses are on a roll as well. So I'm kind of into this game. I'm liking this. I, you know, Rashad Jennings is a no-brainer. You're going to play him. Larry Donnell. I mean, come on. Larry. Larry. Did you hear that Larry Donnell plays fantasy football and he benched himself for Vernon Davis last week and lost? That's right. Larry Donnell benched Larry Donnell. Well, that would have been a logical decision. Amazing. That's so good. You know, uh, who would think Eli would throw him three touchdowns? That's why when you said that they were shocked that they got ahead early, I was like, no, Larry Donnell was shocked. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even think He probably looked at, like, he looked at Eli and was like, man, stop throwing the ball in the end zone, man. Right? Target someone else. My bench else. is blowing up right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my husband sent um, our father an e- our, uh, text when Larry, because he was um, at work, he was like, sent him a text. He was like, oh, man, what a great pickup with Larry. Not knowing that our dad had actually dropped him that the day before. And so it was like, oh, man, he felt like such a jerk. But Larry's the man, people. It's not a fluke. It's real. Look at his targets, you guys. Double digits. Yeah, Eli loves him. He's throwing him the ball constantly. He can't help but get three touchdowns. Well, and he's catching the ball, unlike a lot of the other Giants receivers. So Eli is targeting him because he's actually catching it. Yeah, absolutely, which falls into gut calls. I have both Cruz and Ruben Randall in gut calls. They are what they are. I don't have nothing really to say nicely or meanly to say about them. They've had good games. They've had bad games. Um, Odell Beckham is back. Um, I'm not playing him. Don't play him. But he's there. He's available. Keep his eye on him. You know, it might open Cruz up a little bit more. Who knows? And you know what? I have Eli Manning and Gus Yeah, calls. you do. Yeah, I do, Eli. I refuse to talk about you week two and week three, but I'm going to talk about you here in week four. Or week I think five, this game me. might have been the turnaround for the Giants for the rest of the season. Turnaround. 
every now and then you get a little Eli throwing down the field. Turn around. <laughs> 300 yards and four touchdowns is really good, Mr. Manning. Yep, I went that there, That was really guys. nice, Thank Courtney. Wow. You went all the way with those lyrics. You were going to verse two there for a minute. I had to stop like, myself what? because I forgot I'm, like, being recorded right now. But, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, there's, like, a live button. Oh, yep, I'm But you live. know what? He looked good, right? He looked he, good. Yeah. And he Screw actually it. hasn't looked all the that Giants awful the last few games. good. Yeah. Gross. They needed Larry I my mouth just saying that, but they needed a little Larry in their life. They got it. They're in business. And you know what? Who I benched? Nobody. Shocking. I mean, I'm going with the Giants this week, you know. Hopefully, and I don't I don't have any of them, so I'm hoping they disappoint again. But you know what? We're going in with them. We're doing it. Tip I'm in a league where I started Larry Donnell and Eddie Royal last week. Nice. That's Winnie. called bi-week domination right there. Boom. Tampa Bay Buccaneers 1-3 and at New Orleans Saints one and three. This okay. game could be a nightmare. This could be really bad. A literal nightmare. <sighs> anyway, my plan if you got him, I've only got one, Doug Martin. Really? Do I feel good about putting him in the must-start <laughs> category? He did fine for no. me last week. I was totally yeah. content. I was expecting four points, and I got 11. I know. So, But here's my reasons why he needs to be a starter, <laughs> right? Because even I had to justify to myself why I have him in my must-start category. A... How high you drafted him as a starting back. B, uh-huh. he had a productive week coming off an injury. He had 14 carries, 40 rushing yards, and a touchdown. Um, and I think what they did is they limited his touches a bit because they were trying to reintegrate him into the system. So I think he's going to have more touches this week. I think him coming back with this game and having a touchdown is a good confidence booster. And the Bucks just look really bad in general. So they need to run. Yes. I don't love it, but it is what it is. I got calls. Vincent Jackson. So we're moving in the right direction with Vincent Jackson, right? He went from three points to five points to seven points to nine points. So based on this, he should get 11 points this week, right? Absolutely. He by two points each week. Absolutely. Uh, so maybe we'll finally bring in the double digits that we're accustomed for with Vincent Jackson. But the other encouraging news for me is that he did have a um, – is that he scored a touchdown in back-to-back weeks. So this is good. They're looking for him in the end zone. I like that. Um, he's still in my gut calls until you can con- he's consistently scoring kind of in that double points section. Um, but he's moving in the right direction. So I like that. My bench warmers, Mike Glennon. So last week was Glennon's first start of the season with McCown out with injury, right? Um, it wasn't like crazy high, you know, and he scored more points than Jay Cutler, Cam Newton, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady. Um, but Unless, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Yeah, so unless you're in a super deep league, I wouldn't look at Glennon. Although, if you are in a deep league, the Saints do get the seventh most points to quarterbacks, and he wouldn't be a bad play this week. If you're in, like, a 14-team league, it's not a bad play. It really it really isn't. And then just a reminder, Mike Evans, he is out. Uh, he's out with an injury. He's going to be out for a few weeks. He's going to lead him right into week seven, which is when his bye is. So you're really not even looking to get him back until week eight at the earliest. Um I don't love it. I'm not sure you should drop them yet, but you need to know what you're dealing with. New Orleans Saints. Well, the Bucks, uh, Bucks are interesting. They give up the absolute most points to wide receivers. 
Unfortunately, the Saints pick a new wide receiver every week to be their number one wide receiver. Yeah. So I don't know how helpful yeah. that is to you. But I thought you game should know. Ever. <laughs> the hardest to pin down for sure. So first of all, I would like to say just in like a general note. We are fantasy analysts. What does that mean? That means that we look at the numbers. We talk about, like, who gives up the most points, who doesn't, matchups, how they used to work it out, whatever. And I think that the Cowboys game last week is the perfect example of we can give you all the right information and still be wrong, but that doesn't mean that we were wrong. Meaning the Cowboys give up the most points to tight ends. There was no reason for them not to give the ball to Jimmy Graham. Okay? There was no reason to do it. So I apologize that that didn't happen until the fourth quarter. But the point is, is that it's crazy town what coaches do. And that's why I'm not quite sure what's going on with the Saints. It's a little bizarre town. The good news is Drew Brees is back. Drew Brees is back. He's in the 20-point range again. We can all breathe. And he's going to play at home, and he's much better at home. So much better at home. Don't worry about it. Jimmy Graham... I heard someone complaining about Jimmy Graham on Twitter, more than one person. He's still the second highest tight end right now. It's only because Martellus Bennett's doing crazy things right now that he's not number one. Stop complaining. You could have Zach Ertz, okay? We're not I think because they're it. so used to Jimmy Graham numbers, right? And I will point out it's one of those things. I feel like whenever a player signs a big contract, they're never as productive that next season. It's a given. A given. It is, but also this has just been a weird year. The Saints, a, the the Packers. I mean, it's just it's been weird. Philadelphia. I mean, it, it's just that's it, it. The Saints are having issues, internal problems. They'll get it. They're getting it worked through. They're working it out. They're working. They're it working out. it out. Sometimes that's what you got to do. You got to go through the bumps with that's the family. Right. You right. know. Right. But gut calls. I would have them as starters, but Brandon Cooks, Marcus Colston, I'm not quite sure who's going to do what. So one of them or both of them will do great once again because Tampa Bay gives up the most points to wide receivers. But, man, they're so up and down, you guys. I just have a tough time. I have a tough time telling you what to do. But they are going to be at home if you have them. I would play both of them, actually, to be frank, if I had them. But I don't draft Saints because of these problems. So I have nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with this. <laughs> and hopefully most of our listeners didn't draft them either. We told them at the beginning of the season to not do so. Yes. And speaking of, last, uh, during the game, my husband turns to me and goes, when did Pierre Thomas get traded from the Saints? What? <laughs> because oh he my, wasn't doing anything. Oh, my he didn't goodness. Even, he, was like, he was like, oh, he's not on the Saints anymore? I was like, no, he is, honey. He's just he not doing anything. Nothing. Enough said. This is the problem, you guys. So, uh Kyrie Robinson, Pierre Thomas, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's really scary, you guys. It's really scary. But, but Kyrie Robinson did the best last week. I do think that he's the guy that I would probably want. Pierre Thomas, they've just been really hot and cold. But it really doesn't matter because Mark Ingram's coming back after the bye, and he was the number one guy anyway. So, interesting. Benchwarmers, New Orleans Saints defense. Even against the Bucks, we have them ranked 21. You're I- welcome. Yeah. And yeah, I think Rob Ryan might be the most overrated defensive coordinator of all time. He looks good though. I love that, his hair. That hair it's is amazing. Hair but you know what? Um, I, he hasn't had a how long has he been with the Saints now? Two years? Three, yeah, two, three. Second year. He hasn't had a whole lot of time to build his own players. Cause the Saints were a disastrous defense anyway. Yeah. Prior to yeah. his being there. That was nice, Ashley. That was your nice moment of the... Of that the was show. my nice moment. I know. I have one... That was, 
yeah. per show. Yeah. One per yeah, show. Yeah, it was really good. So you, you keep uh, doing you, good. Ryan, and your lawn flock of hair. <laughs> I agree. It's so sweet. Mm. Speaking of not good, Shane Graham. They're thinking about cutting him again. This is like... You guys, the Saints can't Sam, keep the kicker. If you have a Saints kicker, just drop him. I don't even care what his name is. It's because they don't make him. it a priority. Yeah, they really don't. They don't. Care and then they just drop people. Their they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. So don't have them on there. I know you, points are points, you guys. Don't ignore your kickers, especially if they're on the Saints. Absolutely. Well, we just got done covering some one and three teams. Let's move on to some three and one teams: Houston Texans against the Dallas Cowboys. Worst yeah. to first teams. Worst yep. to first teams. So one of my notables is Texas defense. They're fantastic. They're one of the top defenses in the league, so you should play them. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is in my must-call section. I am loving me some DeAndre Hopkins. He scored double-digit points three out of four weeks. He scored touchdowns in each game three out of four weeks. And Andre Johnson is listed as questionable and still hurt. So all this does is just improve Hopkins' stock because that means he's getting more touches, more targets, and building that chemistry. So if you've got Hopkins, he's an absolute must-start. My gut calls then is, again, Andre Johnson for the same reason that he is hurt. Um, and this might be the week that they hold him out. Um, definitely check your, your injury reports with that. Um, he would, did not practice yeah. Wednesday. He came off the field on Sunday, and, but he did go back, and he seems to think yeah. that he's okay. And usually we tell you to listen to the players, but this is one case where I'm just not sure because he's one of those guys that doesn't like to miss any games. So I think he'd be willing to go out and say he's okay and be playing at like 20, 30%. So I don't love him. Again, keep your eye on him for the injury report. Arian Foster, same thing goes for him. Um, Foster admitted to not being 100% last game against the Bills. He did not practice on Wednesday. Um, He's considered to be day-to-day. Just keep your eye out for him. And I would say definitely have a backup plan. So who are going to play for Foster? Ben Schomers would be Alfred Blue. Alfred Blue would technically get the start if Foster does not play. But Blue hasn't really done much. It was pretty ugly. He had nine touches and got nine yards. That is ridiculous. I'm sorry. So Those are my numbers from last weekend. I mean, yeah, it's, it's bad. It is bad. You know, and so if you did handcuff yourself with Alfred Blue, I'm not sure why you would have done that, but if you did, at least his stock will semi-improve. <laughs> um, but I would recommend... I don't know why you would have done that. Yeah, I would, I would recommend you just you do the drop and you find somebody else, quite honestly. It's foster or bust, really, on that team. So, You know who's not a bust for the Cowboys? Is Murray. Can we talk about it? He is a freak. He's an animal. Top back in the league. Boom. Boom. You know, I wasn't all up in his grill before drafting, um, so I didn't get him. <laughs> I, I have him in almost all of my uh, leagues. Yeah, I regret that move because he is legit. He's, like, averaging, like, 24 attempts per game. I mean, there's no question. He's, like, got over 100 yards. I mean, I'm just – every game is just done. Play that man and enjoy There was the a ride. crazy stat from last year. I can't, I can't recall it. Uh, and I don't cover the Cowboys, but I didn't look it up. But where the Cowboys won every single game where DeMarco Murray had, like, X number of touches and more. Yeah. I, um, care. I, I had them last year, and it was so frustrating because I was like, they should use him more because yeah. when they do, they win. But that's why they're so winning this year because they're using him. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. run first. Uh, as most teams should be. As most teams should be, right? I mean, yeah, I, I, I think it's a no-brainer for the Cowboys, and it's a no-brainer for you. Let's use him. Let's take it. Let's do it all the way. Um, we're also going to play Des Bryant because 
you bought them. So we're going to use it. Can't waste what you buy. Um, you know, he's been in double digits for the last three weeks. You know, we can't complain about that. There's other top wide receivers that are not doing that. So I'm okay. I'm into it. And, you know, this will most likely not be the week that he shocks you and gets you, you know, 25 points. But we're still, he's still a freak. Freak. It's good. Dan Bailey's a freak. Talk about kickers. Love him. It's the easiest decision in your, of your day to put Bailey in your roster. It's fine. He's all about it. Got calls. It's the Dallas defense. You win. Most improved defense of the year thus far, I would say. I'm into them. I love them. I'm playing them this week against a banged up Houston Texans offense. I'm into it. I can't help it. I I just, I I love it. I just love them. They're 11th in stopping the run and third in stopping receivers. Come on, Houston. You got nothing. Let's do this. Let's do this. Houston doesn't even use tight ends. Dallas can't cover tight yeah. ends, but they don't even use tight ends. It's fine. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. Um, bench warmers, Tony Romo. Romo had a nice week last week. I'm not taking that away from him. Good job. Good job. I'm proud of you. Um, but Kudos. I am taking away the fact that they're playing against the Texans, who are pretty good about uh, quarterbacks. Yeah. They show yeah. no mercy. So no Romo this week and no Jason Witten per huge. All right. He's no Witten of old. Sorry. Go Cowboys. I'm going to the Cowboys this week. Let's do it. Yay. Let's do it. Buffalo Bills 2-2 two two against the Detroit Lions 3-1. Great. So, in other news, uh, EJ Manuel is no longer the starting quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Enter Orton. Enter Orton. So they made this big announcement. It uh, is what it is. I will say that... Um, Kyle Orton, uh, I have him on the bench this week. Why? Because the Lions give up the absolute fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, and it's his first week back. But I will say in the long run, everyone probably benefits on a fantasy level from this. I think I thought it was too soon for a two-and-two team. I thought it was a weird move, but it is But they spent a lot of money on Orton. I don't think this was a... Yeah. I know. I'm sure they've been practicing with him throughout the weeks, trying yeah. to get him up to par, know the plays to play him. Yeah. But the defense, the, the, the Detroit defense is really good this year. So it's kind of the worst possible week to start this. It was a very weird decision, frankly, but in my opinion on this yeah, I agree. note. No. But um, as far as playing, if you got him, uh, must starts, none because of Detroit and because of Orton, and we just don't know. But when it comes to gut calls, uh, definitely still C.J. Spiller, of course. You know, he's averaging 13 attempts and 51.8 yards per game. And um, the only problem is the Bills haven't scored a rushing touchdown yet. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think that could change. Um, I wouldn't play him if you're playing daily fantasy. He's listed as probable with a chest, but he'll probably play. But, you know, something to talk about. And Detroit's really good against the run, which is also why Fred Jackson, Mr. I call him Mr. Flex because he's like the perfect flex player. Um, I don't, you know, he's in the gut calls. But, you know, he's averaging five catches per game, so he's more of a PPR guy. So I'd, I'd still play him if you're a PPR and your flex. Uh, last week he had 85 yards of total offense, so that's fine. Um, unexplicably again the the Bills last week decided to go with a pass heavy offense for some reason even though 
Um, Houston's not as good against the run. It didn't make any sense. So sometimes coaches do weird things. So I don't know what to say about that. Sammy Watkins was open a ton last week, and E.J. Manuel just couldn't hit him. So if Orton can hit him, then he might be okay, because last week he still had four catches to 30 yards and a touchdown. So he's kind of almost in a must-start category. And you know I'm not big on rookies. Kyle Orton, last week he started in week 17. He threw for 358 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. One of them was a last-minute one, so you can almost delete that because it was a desperate throw um there should be a rule in fantasy where those interceptions don't count against you like anything that's like under 45 seconds left in the game it's kind of like spiking the ball it's like yeah it happened uh but yeah anyway that's 120 more yards than ej Manuel's best game this year so there is a possibility of everyone going up bench warmers scott chandler the lions are weak against tight ends but have you heard scott chandler on the show no um, and then Robert Woods and Mike Williams. Watch them this week. They might be better, but frankly, based off of what they've done this year, I, I wouldn't play them yet. I mean, it, it's hard to tell, you guys. It's really hard to tell with them. Lions. Matthew Stafford, he's a given. You were starting Matthew Stafford every week. Golden Tate I have in my must-start section. Tate had 116 <laughs> yards off eight Golden catches. Tate. I had I had to look that up, by the way, because I... I'm not usually a pure person. I was like, I don't know what that means. And I was a little surprised. I, I was thinking maybe more along the golden shower route, but not really. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Tate, Tate, anyway like I'm lost. Out. I'm confused. Lost. I don't get it. Remember last week and Brennan kept thinking, or maybe you actually were. This I was, was, I was you. yeah, I was gone. I was. Yeah. Technically. Every time I said Tate, she would like giggle oh. like a, like a, you know, As if you were saying boy. tit. That's what I thought. No, taint. Taint. It's, it's I don't think we can say this, you guys. I don't know. Well, look oh. it up. Google it. I had to Google it. Anyway. We said it. Um, <laughs> I had to Google it. I did. I had to Google it. I was, I was unaware. Unaware. I'm, anyway. I'm going to Google it right now. It's not that bad. But, again, Tate. So, <laughs> Calvin Johnson is hurt, and Tate will be the beneficiary of this He's injury. killing me. So, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're a Calvin Johnson owner, it's, it's a little bit rough right now. But if you are a Tate owner, you are liking this. And the Bills are pretty decent at defending the pass. But I still have a pretty good feeling about um, Mr. Golden Tate this week. Lions defense, as Brandon said. Believe it or not, the Lions snuck into the top ten defenses last week. Uh, they're putting against the Cowboys. to give up a decent amount of points to defenses. Uh, the lowest point they've scored thus far is four points. And there's a lot of defenses that are scoring negative points right now. So Atlanta. This is good, right? They had 10, 7, and 17-point weeks. Courtney clearly just Googled it for that laugh. And I I like their chance to be a good contributor to your fantasy team this week. I'm all about the Lions defense. You'll never listen to Golden Tate the same way again. Oh, man. I'm over Detroit now. I can't take myself anymore. Um, (laughs) My gut calls Alvin Johnson because of his injury. Gut calls Reggie Bush. Uh, the only reason Reggie Bush is even in my gut call section <laughs> and not in my bench is he was saved by the concussion. Of saved Ms. by the bell. Saved by the bell. Saved by the concussion of Joy Bell. So Bell's concussion oh, means that the bulk of the touches sad. will go to Reggie Bush. Um, I have no more patience for five-point games. Maybe you do. He had 12 carries for 46 yards and only four catches for 19 yards. That's not going to cut it. You've got one more week, Mr. Bush. You were on the clock. You better get it done. Um, and on to Eric Ebron. 
Brandon's probably going to roll her eyes at this one because she doesn't love him. But I don't love him either. I don't feel great about him. But the fact that Joseph Faria is out with an injury and he was targeted for a touchdown last week means we feel a little bit better about him. Um, he also is in for more snaps than he's ever been. So if you're going to roll the dice, you could think about it. If he doesn't score a touchdown, you'd be completely screwed. So you've got to hope for some goal line looks. And then bench um, would be Joyke Bell. <laughs> Again, he's knocked out the game last week with a concussion. He didn't practice Wednesday, so his status is really up in the air. So check your injury reports. Courtney Courtney still can't get over the golden taint. In my head, I'm using it in every comeback I ever have. Don't taint yourself by playing Bush. (laughs) It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. We even got codes. I don't have to say his full name anymore. We'll just call him Golden. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, oh sorry. (laughs) Now you understand why I was laughing last night. I have to get into my spiel. I have both of these teams that I can't. I can't. I can't get taint out of my head. The Baltimore Ravens three one the Indianapolis Colts two and two. Surprise, surprise. Ravens play him if you got him. Triple S, of course, because he's yeah. the best player in twenty fourteen. Best Huge. player in the NFL. Senior. <laughs> he's sixty years old, but he is legit. Mr. But you know what? He's throwing down players like a 21-year-old, and he like oh stiff arms them, and he, he chucks s- them with one arm. I oh like Steve Smith. He I like his falls aggression. To the walls, like he is like doesn't doesn't matter. He's gonna do what he needs to do. Did you see that reflection pass that he caught? Well, ah, so fun. Oh my! I knew God. Owen Daniels was good for something. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Daniels. Uh, we'll get into Daniels in a second, but. Uh, you know, it, the Colts are actually good against receivers. So just relax. They might not get, like, huge points this week. But Steve Smith is, like, crazy good. So he might still do He's it. He's getting, like, 10, yeah, the targets 12 are targets a game. Yeah, it's, it's bananas. It. I'm into him. I love him. We're playing him. You know who else I'm playing this week? Joe Flacco, people. What? I got him in a two-quarterback league with Andrew Luck. Winning. Well done, Brandon. Well done. Last week, he had a great week with 327 yards and three touchdowns. Amazing. And I think he will do the same, if not more, this week against Indy. I'm serious. If they want to beat Indy, he's going to have to do it. It's going to be a shootout. So I'm into it. Triple S, Flacco, love, going down. I'm also putting Owen Daniels in gut calls, Brandon Mary Lee. Mm-hmm. you know, he's almost a must-start, in fact, just because Indy is so bad against tight ends. And Baltimore loves using tight ends. So this is kind of like a like a good-good situation we got going on. Pit us out. Daniels might be in your roster this week. Um, I have all the running backs in gut calls. Justin Forsett is clearly the number one dude um, in my eyes. Bernard Pierce is back this week. Um, there's still Lorenzo flying around, stealing, you know, touches. So it's kind of messy back there. But running backs has the ability to be really productive against Indy. So I'm not benching any of them. I'm, I'm kind of loving Forsett. So we'll see. And I am ben- benching the Baltimore defense, although decent defense this year, it's Indy. They, they it's like Indy. to score points. Yeah. You know, mm, duh. Um, Andrew Luck, play him if you got him. Hello. Obviously. Obviously. He's um, fantastic. I didn't even do a write-up about him because I felt like, hello. Please. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we're done. Um, Ahmad Bradshaw, 
and Trent Richardson, both have been putting up decent numbers last week. So I'm not mad. I'm, I would put Bradshaw in before Trent Richardson, but I'm okay. Uh, I, see, I can see Trent for a flex. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. He's not disappointing. He's like yeah. he's actually being stepping up. I think Bradshaw's actually improving his play. So um, I'm into it. Got calls. I have all the wide receivers. T.Y. Hilton, Reggie Wayne, Hakeem Nix. It's wide receiver by committee. You know, Reggie Wayne has had one great week, and both T.Y. Hilton and Hakeem Nix have had two good weeks. So I don't know who's going to get the ball. Um, but the Ravens struggle against receivers, so I'm not saying don't bench. I'm not saying bench them at all. Just saying. Um, who I am saying bench who I, I usually would never say this is Dwayne Allen and Kobe Fleener. These guys have been doing really good. They've both been seeing targets. They've both been seeing touchdowns and yards. I'm into them, but this week is not the week. Baltimore is the best defense against tight ends. Do not play them. Um, moving on. That was an easy one, right? Pittsburgh Steelers 2-2 two and two at Jacksonville Jaguars. They're the best. 0-4. <laughs> All right. So stick with me here. I have Ben Roethlisberger in my play if you got him this week. What? Play everyone against He's playing the Jags. Do I need to say anything more no, about this? I don't even know if you need to talk about Pittsburgh at all. Just name their names. I mean. <laughs> Put them in. But I will say Ben Wentz is the eighth highest scoring quarterback last week. He scored over 22 points against the Bucks, right? And the sad part is that the Bucks actually have a better defense of stopping quarterbacks than the Jags do. And he threw for over 300 yards last week. I expect him to do the exact same I'm looking at you guys, Tom Brady owners. Ben Roethlisberger is not picked up in a lot of leagues. You need to get over the Tom Brady thing, and you need to pick up Ben Roethlisberger this week. Okay? Uh, Le'Veon Bell, he didn't have his best week last week, but he's still the top. You know, he's still, like, the third best running back in the league. He puts up 10 points. This Um, is like the people that complain about Jimmy Graham. I have no patience. Yeah, he still puts towards you double-digit points, right? It wasn't his best week, but it wasn't a bad week yeah. either. And the Jags have the third worst, third worst rush attack defense, so he should be just fine. Antonio Brown is also my play if you got him. This should be quick. There should be absolutely no reason for me to mention Brown other than to just boast about how ridiculously awesome he is. Amazing. Because <laughs> he's the top receiver in the league. Uh, by over 12 points, by the way. The rest of them are kind of a little bit closer. He's, like, separating himself from the pack here. And he was the second-highest-scoring re- receiver last week. So if you don't play him all day, every day, you're just a fool. And I can't help you. I literally can't help you. Uh, gut calls, Heath Miller. Okay, so if Heath Miller is open, Big Ben will throw it to him every single time. There's a bit of a bromance between Heath Miller and Ben Roethlisberger. It's not the same kind of bromance, obviously, of Cutler and Marshall. Uh, but there's a healthy dose of respect there, and he will throw to him if he can. And Miller was the third highest scoring tight end last week, and the Bucks have a really bad defense, um, and, and the Jags have the third worst defense in the league. So expect similar kind of numbers from him, which was 14 points last week. My bench is Marcus Wheaton. Plain and simple, five points is not going to get it done. It's not going to cut it. He had one decent week with nine, which was week one, and then it has been just going down since then. So I, you cannot consider Wheaton a viable starting option at this point. Marcus Sweeten's a great dynasty play. Otherwise, you're one year early if you drafted him. Yeah. You're just, you're just a little early. You're just a year early. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> so, the good news is... <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's like they, they are getting better. They are getting better. There's no doubt about it. Um, play him yes. if you got him, though, is none. 
Um, again, with the injuries, both Cecil Shorts and Marcus Lee are out already. <laughs> They're already ruled out for this week. So, you know, Toby Gerhardt still probable with that nagging ankle injury and still terrible. And Alan Hearns is probable with an ankle injury as well, but he will play and probably play well, actually. And then the replacement tight end, Clay Harbor, is also probable with a calf injury. What is going on? It's not so pretty. no one you should start. Gut calls is maybe Toby Gerhardt. He had his first touchdown of the season last week. Um, but he also lost a fumble. So you win some, you lose some, literally. Not on the train. Um, yeah. yeah. But Alan Hearns and Alan Robinson are still kind of these, like, weird pick them up because they're getting target guys. If, if, if Blake Bortles can take the next step, they might be okay. Um, and speaking of Blake Bortles, he started off strong last week, and then it sort of crumbled. I like him at home with that nice energy that he had that first week that he went in, but he's a big gamble. Um, but if you're doing some sort of daily fantasy experiments, I would maybe try it out. Got uh, bench warmers, everyone else. You guys, my gut, my gut calls are actually bench warmers. I just wanted to talk about someone. So that's it. <laughs> sorry, guys. That's so Sad. sweet. You know, you don't have to be sorry. I feel sorry you have to cover them. I'm doing a good job. Though. I got to buy off my terrible team. So we are moving on to the Arizona Cardinals 3-0 and to the Denver Broncos 2-1. and Bam. Arizona Cardinals. Ugh. I love this team. And it's hard because they're playing our home team. Um, but I'm playing Malcolm Floyd this, this Absolutely. week. I don't care that Palmer's still out. I don't care. I'm playing him. I'm into him. I've got faith. I'm not losing a game on. Uh, Gut calls Andre Ellington. He's been a little bit of a disappointment this week. So, I mean, this year. Excuse me. Uh, you know, like, he was on bye. He was on bye. How could he be a disappointment? He really, he really disappointed me He really me scored me week. no points. No doubt. I don't know what happened. So, so useless. Crazy. Uh, uh, I was going to say, his legs should be fresh because he's been on bye, but so is the Denver's defense. So that's not winning. This would be a good game. But it should be a really good Terrible game. Terrible for fantasy, maybe. Uh, but good game. Maybe, or really good for fantasy, one or the Three. other. I, this is a hard one to predict. This one's, this one's dicey. Um, um, I also have wide receiver John Brown in gut calls. He's the third wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals, but God knows they're not throwing to Larry Fitzgerald, who's on your bench. Man, sad. he is so much better yeah. than what he's coming off as. It's, it's really it's sad. If they don't throw him the ball, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's not good. Unfortunately, we can't play him. So, sorry, Fitzy. Sorry, Fitzy. I hope you guys do well, but not well enough to beat my Broncos. Ashley, what we got? I'll start them all. Pretty much. As usual, my notables, probably my starts, Monty Ball, Julius Thomas, and then we'll talk about Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. So Thomas has been a little inconsistent this little. year. He and Calvin Johnson yeah, are murdering four points, four points, 12 points, then five points thus far. He's even sending text messages to Peyton Manning saying, I'm sorry, I will do better. Because <laughs> I better how many post-it notes he's getting on his locker. Yeah, because, Peyton, you know, Demarius knows that Peyton will not throw the ball to players that drop his passes. He will not do it. So this is why he's been like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, these text messages. Uh, the good news is that they obviously had the bye week, so hopefully they have a whole different week of uh, practicing together and trying to figure out what in the world is going on here. Demarius is fluffing Peyton's pillows. I guarantee it. He's like, anything I could do for do. you, Peyton. When you said like fluffing, of food. once again. I'm not tainting anybody here, all right? <laughs> it's, no, it's no crazy story. Well, <laughs> you know who, 
<laughs> who is doing well is Emmanuel Sanders. If you've been watching the Broncos game, it should be no surprise to you that he is the leading receiver Emmanuel for their Sanders. team. Best okay. pickup of the year. Yeah. He had eight points, ten points, and fourteen points. If Demarius keeps dropping the balls, all this means is that Peyton's going to throw the ball to Emmanuel Sanders even more. And the good news is because Demarius Thomas is still a threat, is defenses can't double team Emmanuel Sanders, right? They can't not defend Demarius Thomas. That'd be crazy. So you're not giving a situation where Sanders will be double teamed. It's just not going to happen. My gut calls was Wes Welker. Uh, he's only played one game thus far. It was for 60 yards for six points. That's not bad. Um, it's not terrible, yeah. you know. But I would like to keep him in the gut call section just because I, I want one more week of seeing how he's going to be integrated into um, the packages. Again, you know, they've already got Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Yes, Thomas isn't doing well. So does that mean they're going to lean more on Welker? Tough to say. Are they going to keep trying to throw the ball to Thomas to get him out of his slump? I, I don't know. Nobody really knows. Um, I do like they had an extra week to practice with Welker because he really was only able to play one week. So that's the good news. My bench is Broncos defense. So the Broncos defense, when you're watching the game, looks really good. But they aren't doing the kind of things that defenses need to do to actually score you fantasy points. Yeah. You know, they're a really good defense in terms of real football and not as much fantasy-wise, right? Because they're only averaging 4.7 fantasy points this season, which isn't bad for defenses by any means. Um, but the Cardinals are not going to, you know, go easy on them by any means. So I just, you know, I would say be a fan, but keep them on your bench this week. They're both great defenses. It's going to be it's gonna be a tough week for both of them. Um, Kansas City Chiefs 2-2 two and two at San Francisco 49ers 2-2. Two and two. What a surprise. Hey, hey, Jamal Charles. What? Thank you. Welcome back. Thank God. Thank you. Uh, All fantasy players that had a top four draft pick are sighing a very deep breath right now. Right? Because they were freaking out with Mm. reason. Uh, But he had an amazing game. He had three touchdowns. He rushed for over 92 yards. That's the kind of performance that we were looking for out of him. Now, San Francisco does have the second-best defense at stopping the run, so I would not expect the same kind of numbers, but he should still be able to put up good numbers for you this week. Just don't expect, you know, almost 30 points. Okay. Uh, Niles Davis. I told you not to worry about him, and last week was a perfect example of why not to worry about him. He only had two less touches than Charles, and he still rushed for over 100 Mm -hmm. yards. This guy could be, like, the flex player of the year if you have him. Okay. Love him. He's fantastic. Chiefs defense, they're the 11th highest scoring defense this year. And I think they could crack into the top 10 after playing the Niners. The Niners give up a lot of points to defenses. Um, I'll be nice and not go into my rant about the Niners. But, you know, they're not going to get 18 points that they did against the Patriots. But I think you could maybe look along the lines of nine points for them this week. Um, My gut calls is Travis Kelsey. Kelsey's provided us enough... um, is reliable enough to count on. He had eight points, nine points, and 15 points in the last three games. Um, the only reason he's in my gut call section is because the Niners are the second toughest defense at stopping tight ends. Um, I'm glad I heard that he because I was eighth... like, he's a must-start at this point. Yeah, well, I know, but they're the second yeah, toughest no, defense, right? So he's the eighth highest scoring tight end for the season thus far. So he'll probably be able to put up some sort of numbers. But I think if you are in a situation with Greg Olson or Martellus Bennett, you got one of those guys, you're playing him over Kelsey. Uh, if you're an Owen Daniels owner, you're probably still playing Kelsey over Owen Daniels. Bench, Dwayne Bowe. Um, he's just 
yeah, he had eight points last week, but he's historically inconsistent. Um, the Niners are really good against the rush, so they may have to air the ball out a bit. But, again, Dwayne Bowe is that kind of guy that you need to let him burn you on your bench versus burning you in your lineup. You've got better options. You know Speaking of better options, so Colin Kaepernick continues having the greatest matchups of all time. <laughs> so I don't want you to think that I'm – but he is getting 19, 20 points a game, and frankly, it's been a weird year for quarterbacks, so that's pretty good. Um, on one hand, he looks terrible. He looks very off his game. On the other hand, last week he only threw 17 completions, but it went for 218 yards, and more importantly – two passing touchdowns, and he did throw one interception, but he also rushed for 58 yards. I mean, the guy is getting you the fantasy points. So um, that's, right. that's all that matters to us. I, I have no partial thing. They, Kansas City gives up the 15th most uh, fantasy points to quarterbacks, which is like middle of the road, like almost dead center. But um, still, I think he's a-okay. Got calls. Frank Gore, finally. Finally, they used Frank Gore. I don't know why it took this long, and of course it was awesome. He carried the ball 24 times for 119 yards, and then he caught a pass for 55 yards and a touchdown. It was beautiful. I don't understand why they don't do this more. I'm hoping that they learn their lesson, but I can't coach the 49ers. So I can only tell you that he should be running and that he's still awesome, but for some reason they haven't been running him, and I don't know why that is. So... Um, on the other hand, Michael Crabtree, his stat line wasn't fabulous, but that's because he left the game hurt with a foot injury. But then he came back, and he caught five passes. So uh, for 43 yards, hopefully he's healthy this week, and hopefully he can get it done. Anquan Bolden, PPR guy for sure. If, if, uh, Coles, or if uh, Crabtree's out, definitely um, he's consistent. He hasn't found the end zone yet, but he's getting catches. He's getting points. That's what we want. Bench warmers, Vernon Davis, until he gives me a clean bill of health and blows up on my bench, I cannot start him. 0.8 points will not work in any league. Nope. Also, Stevie Johnson did oh. score, but he was only targeted two times. It was a fantastic catch. Fantastic. Though. He deserves more playing time, but once again, tough to trust. Tough to trust. The New York Jets, one and three against the San Diego Chargers, three and one. Beautiful. I do both these teams. So, the Jets, what? <sighs> so disappointing. <laughs> uh. So, Rex Ryan made it pretty clear that he's yeah. on a short leash and probably on his way out this week at a press conference. It was really sad and sexy, Rexy. David Nelson's out, and frankly, I can't handle him on the field anyway. So um, that's unfortunate. He's out with an ankle injury. Chris Johnson's probable with an ankle injury, and Eric Decker is questionable with that never-ending hamstring issue. And the reason why I lost one of my leagues, because I didn't start him, because he keeps having this hamstring issue. Hammy injuries are Getting bad. personal. But then he blew up. So anyway, about Eric Decker. Play him if you got him. Listen, if he's going to be on the field, you have to play him. He was targeted 10 times. By the word, but we're back to this target 10 times. I'm not quite sure. So he caught four passes for 48 yards and a touchdown. They are using him. He's not Peyton Manning dependent, you guys. He's not. He's doing actually quite a bit for having Geno Smith as his quarterback. So I'm pretty impressed. Uh, Chris Ivory is the man there. 84 yards against the Lions is pretty awesome, actually. So he will be fine against the Chargers. 
uh, got calls. Chris Johnson, last week he did get into the end zone. Um, he had 44 yards rushing, caught two passes for 17 yards. The workload is minimal, but as far as got calls, you know. Uh, bench warmers, everyone else. Jason Morrow actually had a pretty decent game, and he's kind of in that Eric Ebron situation where he's a borderline, but I can't tell you to start him when all this turmoil is going on there. As far as the Chargers, they look really good, which is a little nerve-inducing for they me. They do look good. I'm a Broncos fan. Yeah. But it's exciting for your fantasy teams. Philip Rivers is the real deal. If you're one of the lucky people that drafted Philip Rivers and Russell Wilson, which I guess is half of my Twitter followers, because I keep getting, should I trade one of them away? Yeah, because they're both top ten guys. So, yes, get something for them if you need it. Uh, Listen, he's had nine touchdowns to only one interception so far this season. Must start every week. Also, the Jets give up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. I would actually start Keenan Allen, Eddie Royal, or Malcolm Floyd if I had them. Yep. So putting yep. that out there, Definitely they're royal. all getting a ton of targets. And Eddie Royal is usually a boomer bust guy, and we always say he's fool's gold. But this year, he's getting like 10 targets a game. He's available in a lot he's of leagues, available too. available in a lot of leagues. I played him last year, as I said, or last week with Larry Donnell, and I just was like, yes, please play the matchup. Got calls, Antonio Gates. He's been hurt. If, he's, if he is healthy, he's going to be huge. If he's not healthy, he's going to be meh, which is what he's been doing 30 yards a game kind of thing last couple times. When he's 100%, he's balling. Um, bench warmers, Donald Brown and Brandon Oliver. What a disappointment last week. Everyone was so excited for them, and then it was just like, meh. Wah, wah. Meh. Yeah. Once again, you can't predict these things sometimes. They should have been good. They were not. So I'm not playing them until I see something else. You know Donald Brown screwed over a lot of people's fantasy teams. Totally. He was a must-start for every single person that studies fantasy. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Chargers have not had a good backfield in a very long time. I know there's a lot of Ryan Matthews fans out there, but he's still not fantastic. They had Woodhead, who's fantastic in PPR leagues, but Woodhead's out. You should just temper your expectations, period, about any Chargers running back. And Brandon Oliver was a decent play if you were mega, mega desperate. Because there were a lot of desperate people last week. So last yeah. week you could oh, have been okay yeah. with Brandon Oliver. But if you were thinking Donald Brown was going to be like, you know, DeMarco Murray type numbers, you were sorely disappointed. <laughs> Let's talk about DeMarco Murray kind of numbers. we got the Cincinnati Bengals 3-0 and against the New England Patriots 2-2. Two and two. And Giovanni Bernard is awesome. The man. Winning with him on your team. So he is definitely a must start. As is AJ Green. He's a little banged up. It's fine. Don't yeah, the bye week to rest. It's right. He's yeah. good. He's good to go. It's green, people. It's green. And it's the Cincinnati's defense against Tom Brady. Yes, please. I'm okay with that. I'm playing them. Mohamed Sanu, I haven't got calls. So this is exciting. Marvin Jones is back um, from his injury. And I think I'm not. Pick up Marvin Jones. He's fantastic. He is a rare talent, but don't play him this week, okay? Let him have a moment. He needs to have a moment. Yeah. But Sanu will lose a few touches for Jones, but I believe that Sanu will still have the numbers this week. So he is in my gut calls. New England is the best against wide receivers, so we're going to temper everybody's um, things. But you know what? New England is struggling, so... Cincinnati could blow up. They're three and zero. I think they're they're the 
one of the three best or best uh, teams in the NFL, in my opinion. I'm on. I'm on the Bengals. Who are your three? Wagon. I just put them in the top three. The Broncos. Um, I don't know who my third is. Who's my third? I, I, you said top three. I didn't. I, I was just trying yeah. not to say my favorite team, but they're my second favorite team. I like the Cardinals too, though. I love Arizona, but they're going to have a tough week against Denver this week, and they have a um, they have a hot and cold thing going on right now. So we'll see. We they need a uh, they need their guys to play. So we'll see. But with Cincinnati, everybody's playing. Even Jeremy Hill, their backup running back, is in my gut calls. Because the Patriots cannot stop the run. They just can't. So expect Giovanni Bernard's numbers to be huge in the beginning and kind of trickle off because they're going to be using Hill more because I have a feeling Cincinnati is going to blow up the Patriots. At least that's what I'm hoping (laughs) for. And on the bench, I have Andy Dalton because mm, his numbers have not been great this this year. So, unfortunately. They don't need him. Um, They don't need him. Whatever. They don't. It's crazy. I think having Marvin Jones back, they're gonna Dalton's numbers will increase over the season. Just I wouldn't expect it this week against the Patriots. And the Patriots, oh the Patriots, oh the Patriots. Play him if you got him, Rob Gronkowski, because you have to play him because you bought him. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have moved Julian Edelman down to gut calls because. That I lost to Dad because of him. I, I only know. needed three points from him. It was the saddest thing ever. I know. I I was irate for you. It was really disappointing. And even dad was just like, oh, I feel bad. (laughs) Yeah, who doesn't feel bad for that loss again with Edelman? Edelman is great. He's so great. He's wonderful. But he can't be the only good person on the New England Patriots. Defenses have caught on to that. And Cincinnati's defense is way too smart for that. So he's in gut calls. Um... And everybody else is on the bench. Everybody else is on the bench, um, including New England's defense. Um, is not one of my favorites this week. So that was quick for the Patriots. Belichick, I hate you, and I'm happy you're losing. Okay. Seattle Seahawks 2-1 <laughs> <laughs> against the Washington but Redskins. But I love his press conferences oh so much. Oh, my God. I hate them. When the guy asked if he considered benching Tom Brady or whatever, and he just was like, I love it. He's, it's my favorite. Let's get off the controversy of benching Tom Brady. Anybody would have been benched in that scenario. Yeah. It's not yeah. just because he of his horrible benched, play, which he yeah. played horrible. But he wasn't benched. He was. They were getting blown out. You don't put people in to get injured. I so. will say though, Tom Brady is gonna have zero tolerance for this, and he will retire earlier than later if this continues. He might pull a Brett Favre and retire, and then all of a sudden pop back up in a different, <laughs> a different city because he's like, I want out. Do you know get what this out. does? It does kind of show that he's not capable of playing with not seasoned receivers. I don't know. This Nobody is beyond. Is capable this is beyond. of playing yeah. with that offensive yeah. line and Campbell yeah. Tompkins. Yeah. I have to say. And Steven Ridley. And give me a break. The, Julian Edelman is your best choice. And he's like. I have nothing know, against Julian Edelman. But he deserves. Espresso. But he should be in a different category. He should not be a number one receiver. That's insane. No. He should no. be the awesome. No. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's just, Possession just, yeah, guy. Just yeah. Right, 
Mm-mm. And don't get me wrong, start Edelman if you're in a PPR league because he does get receptions. But this is, I mean, it's it's getting crazy in New England. Obviously, something's going up with the Brady Belichick GM ownership. It's getting crazy. It's it's getting dicey. So I don't know. Brady would probably have a more successful weekend if he was in Paris with his wife at the fashion shows than he will be on the field against Cincinnati. Just saying. Oh, poor Brady. Seattle Seahawks, 2-1 and one at the Washington Redskins, 1-3. and three. Is this our last matchup? It is. Babu. All right. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. This game could get ugly. Or Washington will bounce back. I'm not quite sure, actually, because Seattle's defense is not what it used to be, um, at least on a no. fantasy level. So uh, Washington gives up the third most points to opposing quarterbacks, but frankly, Russell Wilson doesn't need that. It is time to accept the fact that he is a top 10 quarterback every week. I don't know how he does it. It's magic. It's black magic, but it happens. Like, literally, I have no idea. It's definitely witchcraft. Um, Yeah, I mean, listen, (laughs) he even caught a pass last week, or in week three, because he was on by last week, for 17 yards. I mean, the guy can do anything. I don't know what's going on. Marshawn Lynch, I don't care what the stats are. It was not as cool as Andy Dalton's catch. No, though. Andy Dalton, like, pulled an A.J. Green. He did, like, a cool yeah, catch. Yeah, that was crazy yeah, no, This one was, like, yeah, a stand. But it was still, it was still it good. It was still pretty cool. Yeah. Um, listen, at Washington gives up the fifth fewest fantasy points to running backs, but I don't care. Marshawn Lynch doesn't care. I don't care. No one cares. I... I can't handle people that keep dissing their star players. If you have Marshawn Lynch, you should just be thankful, and I don't even want to talk to you on Twitter, frankly. So don't, <laughs> don't ask me if you should trade him away. Twitter blocked you. Don't, what, I don't understand trading away your best player. I will never understand it. No. Stop asking me about it. Um, he has five touchdowns in three games, two of which were receiving. Just get out of here, Okay. Luke Wilson is going to be starting in place of Zach Miller. He's in my gut calls because he is a possession type, you know, pass-catching tight end. Very, very low upside on this because they pass the ball to everyone in Seattle. Just everyone. It doesn't even matter. So, uh, but I do have to point out that he's playing instead of Zach Miller, and there's a possibility that he gets some points. Um, Percy Harvin and Ricardo Laquette. Let's... Let's just go with those. I'm not even going to put Doug Baldwin in there. Doug Baldwin does catch like five passes a game, but they're all for like a yard. I don't understand how he only has 30 yards per game, but it doesn't matter. Harvin gets the most targets, 17 on the season. Lacquette seems to get to catch the touchdowns two out of, you know, the three games that he's played. Neither can really be trusted, but if you are desperate, it is what it is. Our mother drafted Percy Harvin. And I feel for her every day. And as far as bench warmers are concerned, no one's really a bench warmer, but no one I'm rushing to start. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't start the Seattle uh, defense either because they're away. I would only start them on home games at this point until they get more consistent. Ricardo Laquette. Is Ricardo Laquette is just like, that's a great name. It's a fantastic name. Yeah. Yeah. He, he likes I, touchdowns. Hey. Which makes me even more fantastic. Yeah. A- absolutely. He's a touchdown guy. Absolutely. He's a touchdown guy. Well, week five should be uh, very exciting. I'm excited to see what the Redskins are going to pull through with Seattle. This is it. <laughs> this is the moment. Kirk uh, Cousins. 
So Alfred Morris is my only playmate if you got him. Love. He was the only good part of last week's game. I actually watched the game twice to be like, what? Gotta be clear. Mm -hmm. Happened. Like, what happened? Anyway, Morris rushed for 63 yards and scored a touchdown. It was just business as usual for him. Um, Don't factor in the Redskins play at all when it comes to Alfred Morris. You're starting him. The Seahawks have given up the third fewest points to running backs this season, but the Redskins need to lean on Morris, so he's good to get the touches. My gut calls... Kirk Cousins, um, even I'm a little scared to put Kirk Cousins in the gut call section after last week's game, but the Seahawks do give up the eighth most points to quarterbacks, and they aren't in Seattle, which is other good news, you know, and Cousins has been kind of through a hot and cold performance throughout his entire career, this is why he's never been the starting back, the starting try quarterback per se for very long, but... Um, we're hoping that because of the super ice cold performance last week, he's going to be hot again this week. I do have faith in Kirk Cousins. It was just a really bad week. Um, some of the interceptions were his fault and others were not his fault. So it's, it's one of those interesting situations. I will also have Pierre Garçon um, and Deshaun Jackson and Niles Paul in my gut call section. Pierre Garçon's going to bounce back. Um, you know, and this you know, the CX part of the best matchup against him, but I, I really do think that he's gonna he's gonna bounce back this week. And then my bench is a Redskins defense. Um, there are many reasons why you shouldn't play the Redskins defense. <laughs> many. You know, first they're playing the Seahawks, give up the eleventh most points against defense. Sorry, I've scored the eleventh most points against defenses. Secondly, they have scored negative fantasy points two weeks in a row. And find the only game that they actually scored a lot of points was against the Jags. They scored 18 points. But other than that, they'd only scored three points in week one against the Texans. So if Eli Manning can tear them apart, that's a problem. Imagine yeah, what Russell seriously. Wilson can do. So you need to stay entirely away from the Redskins defense. Don't do it. Don't think I'm about putting it. back on my Russell Wilson sweater. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Got to be warm. I am going for the Redskins. I'm going for the Redskins this matchup. Come on, Redskins. We can do it. Me too. I'm rooting Redskins. Let's go, Kirk Cousins. Show them what you got. It helps that they're not in Seattle. That helps. I think that's a crow, but to me it's a Seahawk. It's whatever you want it to be, Brandon. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, well, yeah, this is going to be a good, this is going to be a good week. This is a, this is a lot of fantasy orgies going on. So I'm into it. I'm into it. Best, best game. I think is going to be the, the Cowboys. I, don't, ah. I just love that defense. I can't help it. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. They were the worst and I was going to have them ranked 32 all season long. And then they just came out and they're just, you know, stepped it up. They're stepping it up. I mean, they're not fabulous, but you're just stepping it up. I'm into it. I'm into it. So enjoy yourselves, everybody. Make sure to hop over to HerFantasyFootball.com and on to ESPNW to watch our little video and to see our predictions for the week. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook backslash HerFantasyFootball. It's going to be a great week. Until next time, no more faking it.